and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit Show. It's our last chance this week to get something profound said. And uh, I don't think you have to worry. We'll disappoint. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, that's nice. Don't 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 bet on that one. Don't nice. bet on that one. All right. So she's a psycho chick. Yeah. What can you say? I think I think the question in America now, I know I know a lot of you are thinking the Time magazine person of the year is gonna be Vladimir. Zelensky, but I, I think Camille Vasquez, who was the uh, the attorney, the attractive oh, attorney, Brit, Brit, why don't you just fucking put a picture up of her and masturbate to it right here on the podcast? I, would, I don't think that's fair. Way. I can't. Of all the uh, shit going on, you you go right back to the same thing about the same fair. person that nobody cares about that you talked no, about yesterday. No one, no you one want cares her about so bad. Why no don't one, you just stalk no, her? Go no after one, her. Take a shot at it. No Come one on. cares you about her. You? No one cares about her. She has a she has like a, a a Q rating right now that Tom Hanks would cream for. This one probably has seven agents and five deals Q rating here for you. This is my Q <laughs> rating for you. Shut up. She's probably going to bank Johnny Depp, and she's falling ass backwards into money, and you can't handle it. You can't stand. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's a problem. That's the, I know. And America gets uh, wrapped up in this shit, and it's stupid. But there's something about us that loves this shit. I'm sorry. And if you ignore it, then you're ignoring a part of the American psyche. There she is. I feel sorry for the goofy dad guy. I don't even know what his name is. He was like the lead attorney in this case, I think. But he's, you know, he's doing all right. But, you know, everybody's forgetting about him. He's the guy that would dole out the candy they were eating during this trial. I'm going to just let you get through this so that we can get to what. <laughs> well, you what, were you were saying she's a psycho chick. I know that was a really hot take. I like that. That's good. That's good. Well, shit. obviously, she's not. Yeah. And and I, I think the jury got it wrong. Oh, Okay. And I, I do. I, this is a hot, I, I this a hot take. This is a contrarian take. Here's the hot, the hot, the hot take. I, I agree with attorney and NBC News analyst, uh, Danny Savalos, uh, who begins his piece on this. The jury got it wrong. And it, it's not as if uh, either one of these people held the high ground here on this. It's not as if there deserved to be a judgment in favor of either one of them. This should have been one of those uh, situations the equivalent of when Trump sues you, okay? Sometimes Trump might even have a point, but he usually doesn't, and it ends either with uh, somebody sulking away, usually him, or the judgment of, oh, you were right, here's a dollar for your trouble, okay? That's what this should have been. This should have been a dollar judgment against each of them. Congratulations, both of your reputations have been trashed forever because what did it take, nine seconds not only for apparently all the women of America, not really, but women of America who are cheering him on um, to announce officially, not only is his career back, it's going to be bigger than ever. He's, he's it's going to be now. bigger than ever. He, I can't hot. wait to go pay money to see I mean, him now. If Disney doesn't throw cash at him like they've never thrown at him before to do another one of those stupid-ass movies, that company is not as smart. That guy is coming out of this, again, hotter than he has ever been in his career. Well, just uh, check me on this. I don't recall at all during the last few months or even the last few years where he had been dropped 
by one of the film co- I mean, that that did not happen, right? No, they, they, were they, no, they, no, they cut him out of one of the one of the stupid sequels for Pirates of Penzance or whatever it was. They okay. cut him out of one of those. All right, so th- this will be like uh, one James Bond movie there in the middle with George Lazenby in between Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Well, right? Here's a current, here's so a current you reference. Back, you get back to the A team <laughs> after one, and, and uh, you know what? Have you read? I've never seen the Lazenby movie, but uh, all the folks I read, you know, good critic have said, first of all, the movie he's in is not a bad one at all. It's actually pretty good. And he got unfairly trashed. He gets shit on. He gets shit on for eternity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I believe that. But how about that for an off ramp? Huh? There's a current reference. Can we get something a little more current? Like the time they use the other chick in the Fresh Prince series. Can we we get something (laughs) maybe 30 years old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, remember what the the uh, uh, the story that ha- had to be believed by the jury. One thing, all they had to, to, to believe was one thing that she said that he did mm-hmm. that was abusive. Yeah, and he loses. So the jury is saying, and, and as, as fantastical as some of the shit she was saying was, that everything she said was was made up, which means, well, okay, she didn't win the jury, but she should win an Academy Award, right, for fiction. So I, I, uh, I don't know. Two, two, two points. First of all, there is a longstanding legal tradition. If you shit in the bed, you lose. That's the one that she violated. She took a shit in the bed and she lost. I'm sorry. That's that's. I don't know what the Latin is for that, but I'll you know again. You law school folks, you guys that passed the bar, you'll know. Well, see, I, I don't think they actually rule on each individual. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, that's a kill, that's a kill switch. That's that's a that's a kill all. You you win all of your counts. That's like that's like what's the thing with if you invoke the not the Godwin's law? It's Godwin's law. If you take a shit in the bed, you just lose every count. Period. End of, end of time. Doesn't matter what the claim is. And uh, the second thing is, come on, where did you get that legal team? Seriously, honest to God, I, I would make a yellow pages reference, but nobody knows what that is. Well, that legal that, team sucked a bag of ass. Yeah. Well, that that's the difference between uh, Johnny Depp, who has a lot of money and really could afford to get uh, the best looking, the best uh, yeah, attorney. That's right. That's right. Possibly, he had good legal representation, yeah, as someone with money does. Unless your name is Trump, which no matter how much money he allegedly has, he can't get good lawyers because he doesn't pay people. He fucking doesn't pay people. I understand that, but I'm just throwing him in as a as an exception that proves the the rule. And and she clearly doesn't have nearly the kind of dough that that he does. And these are two people for whom their cases were certainly not taken on contingency fee basis nobody was going to do that for free saying well okay if there's a judgment i get a cut of it no no these were uh, per hour attorneys and how long did this whole thing last it lasted months and months and oh, yeah. years a lot, a lot so, of discovery a lot of, you know, lot of out, research yeah, get out your uh, legal odometer there and see how fast you know 800 bucks an hour adds up you know times you know a couple of lawyers it, it adds up to, to real money so he did have the better lawyers, but I just, uh, I just don't think that. And, and as you know, we very often judge things by if they think it's great on Fox, you know it's bullshit. 
Well, and they're celebrating this as a victory for all of the men yeah. who've been falsely accused here in the Me Too era. I guess uh, I, I would assume that the, the first name that they came up with uh, of someone who suffered in the Me Too era would be Al Franken. He would be the first one in the modern era here, what, four years ago. Correct. He got tossed out for, again, you got to think about what he allegedly did that cost him a Senate career. Do you remember that, what he That's did. a heavy price. Do you that's remember what he allegedly price. did? It, what, he, he grabbed people's hair and was, uh, the main, he, he did, it was in a picture where he was doing this over, over that girl's, uh, that yeah. girl's tits. She but was he wasn't asleep. touching him. It was a posed picture. Never right? touched him. He was on a USO tour entertaining our troops right. because he used to be a comedian. And uh, there was some, I think some Fox LA, Fox Sports babe, and she was asleep. And he made like he was going to, yeah. you know, touch her boobs, honk her boobs or whatever. And somebody took a picture of it and that came out and then he's done. He's out. We'll yeah. see you later. Uh, so th th in other words, this is not a... Uh... But just this because wait, kind just, of, uh, anti-feminist victory for the no 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 what kind of no. bullshit is that? But just because Fox is perpetrating a, a false narrative about this doesn't mean that the decision by the jury was wrong. Okay, and I said this weeks ago. I think there are a lot of men who are like, yeah, fuck that bitch. No, that's not the message of this trial at all. This is not some get back and strike back against the Me Too movement. I know that's how it's being portrayed. That's not it at all. This is a specific situation between these two people. It doesn't mean that there haven't been a number of people in corporate America and also in entertainment and all over the world who haven't taken disgusting measures against women. Hi, I'm Deshaun Watson. Have you seen HBO Real Sports lately? Mm. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait! You you made an accidental slip up a I moment ago. You didn't so. catch it. I don't you, think you, I did. You called, wait, wait! You called it the U two movement. U <laughs> two. That's right. The U two movement, <laughs> not the Me Too movement. The the U the, the two movement, the U two movement is actually getting shot in America because it's going to be U two pretty soon. You, yeah. You've seen you've seen my proposal. Is we just have a T shirt ready with blank strong. Blank strong. That's all you got to do is wear that because eventually it's going to be your city. I don't care if it's Dubuque. I don't care if it's Dallas or San Diego or Portland. I don't give a shit. It's going to be your city at some point. That's the U2 movement because at one point it will be you 2 and your children. Shouldn't the, sh the, the shirt just say, actually say, fill in name of your, name of city. City, your city here strong. strong. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it should say. That's That should be the – I think that's a great message, and I don't know if I could sell a lot of those because I'm never good at this shit, but I feel like that's uh, something that should happen. Yeah. As we speak uh, uh, on Thursday, the president is set to deliver a primetime address following the most recent mass shootings in America. That would be uh, Buffalo, Evaldi, Texas, and Tulsa. Tulsa making it to the list uh, yesterday, Brad. Joe Biden going to go on primetime and talk about Tulsa. the epidemic of gun violence in this city. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess uh, uh, your take and my take is the uh, the NBA finals on ABC or on ESPN or on both. Or they no, no, it's, I, don't I think they're having, I think they're having a double broadcast where uh, they're having like a Peyton Manning, Eli Manning kind of thing on on ESPN two at oh, the Jesus. same time. A couple guys bullshit. I don't know who it is. That's funny. Look out for that. Um, it, don't delay no, the game too long. You know. I know it's going to be on ABC. I don't know if it's going to be on ESPN as well. I think maybe they have the hockey playoffs on ESPN, so they're contracted to that. I felt the other night that that Game 7 between Boston and Miami should have been moved over to ABC as well as ESPN. But, you know, Celebrity Family Feud, they already sold all the time for that, so they couldn't do anything about that. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The, uh, Once you got Celebrity Fo- Family Feud locked in and you've got Nabisco buying all those spots, you can't really go back on it and make any changes. All right. So uh, can we go back? We don't do this all that often, which means we do it way too much. Uh, we talk about the foundations, the building blocks, the things that we have said about subjects that are recurring, that just come back and back and back and back. And, of course, right now, guns and mass shootings and and what to do about them. This is a, a never-ending theme in America, and I've said many times over the years, and I feel stronger about it today than, than ever, when the question, in whatever form it's asked, what is it going to take to move Republicans um, to to do something. And we talked about this on the previous podcast. And the answer is practically nothing because it works for them. Mm-hmm. It just it just works for them. The the rural white red state gun culture has been cultivated, trained, embedded into the electoral politics of Republicans for as long as certainly you've been alive and uh, almost as long as I've been alive, but certainly about the time that, that, that you've been alive, which is uh, 1970. It was already rocking by then. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I remember now did, did your mom take a picture of you? They presented a, a little actual real gun to you they did. Uh, after you were born yeah. to your mom in the hospital. And that was the, you, you had a, uh, you had a baby bottle in one hand and a little real gun. It was nice. It was when a you, nice touch. Western North Carolina. Congratulations. When you teeth on a Ruger, it makes it so much better for the kid. Those teeth really come out very nicely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my point here is getting to what I was trying to say is that the last time we had serious, serious, actual, real change in gun control policy, gun control legislation that, that meant anything, was in 1968 after Martin Luther King and Robert F. Kennedy were assassinated. In other words, it took the assassination uh, not of a president. That was John Kennedy five years earlier. Okay, yeah, that didn't do it. Yeah, that didn't. That do didn't it. do it. But five years later, when uh, John Kennedy's brother Robert and then Martin Luther King were killed uh, in rapid succession within two months of each other, April 4th of 1968, and then in June, that's when Robert Kennedy was assassinated. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it June 6th? I think, I think it was. that's correct. Yeah. yeah. California primary. All right. So within two. So that. That got lawmakers attention enough that some changes were made. And the uh, I believe there is actually a piece of legislation called the Gun Control Act of 1968. Uh, so now we've gone, what, 54 years since then. And essentially nothing has happened. We have the 10 years of the assault weapons ban during uh, Clinton's presidency and then George W. Bush, when he became president, uh, they let that expire for the simple reason that, well, it was sort of working pretty well. And that <laughs> didn't want that to continue. Why, why have that go? Um, so what would it take this time around? And I, you know, I would not write this down on Facebook because the Facebook police might come to my house. But it would take the same kind of massacre that occurred in Texas at a school with celebrity children, political celebrity children in particular, getting killed. 
uh, Mitch McConnell's grandchildren, just to name people who, if they were involved, sadly, in a mass shooting, it might cause even someone like Mitch McConnell, when he's asked about the question, that he could not give the same answer that he gives now. Because when it's just some Mexican-American people in Texas, Mitch McConnell can stick with the plan. But when it's your own, that's when Republicans change. We've said it over on different issues. When your son turns out to be gay and you're a Republican politician who's been against every piece of gay rights legislation, suddenly you change your mind. And that's sadly what it would take. With the exception of Steve Scalise, who took a bullet himself and it changed nothing. Well, but that didn't count because the guy who, who shot him uh, was not a right wing. You know, the uh, rare left wing right. lunatic, the rare exactly. left wing crazy. Exactly. So, so therefore, nothing should. Ch- I mean, again, that's <laughs> just stupid. But but that's what it is. Uh, short of that. They're doing the dance again. And uh, wake me up if something of substance comes out of it. Okay. Because I just don't think it's going to happen. They always find something at the end. You know, I was 98%, but then you brought this. this, And unless you start calling out people for for establishing an economic system that makes it lucrative to put dangerous weapons into the hands of dangerous people. If you're not going to make that point to America, because there are people who are benefiting financially from this, there's a lot of gun manufacturers, a lot of ammo places, a lot of a lot of gun shops, a lot of people around America. The NRA they are benefiting from this system of making it super easy to get very dangerous weapons into the hands of very dangerous people very easily. Well, what, what you makes start you making think Republicans point? care about that? What, right. what makes you think that if they were quote aware of that, which they are? Well, I don't care about that the Republicans. That, the, the Republicans, th- thankfully, don't. It's going to be Middle America that really kind of decides this stuff, and you have to make that point to them because Amer- Middle America has been is kind of in a tizzy about this. They're probably tired. Middle America is probably tired of seeing their children get shot and murdered yeah, but, and having to take DNA swabs because they can't even identify your child. Well, as uh, let, let me give the the idiot answer to what you just said. Yeah. Which yeah. You know, you made a good point, <laughs> but the last thing I want is the government telling me whether I can have a weapon or not. Yeah. And the last thing I want are more people in control of my government who want to repeal the Second Amendment and take away all the guns. Yeah. Let me let me turn until, that the, until you can get past that kind of thinking. Well, let me let me let me turn that around with I, you make a good argument, but I'm just not comfortable with the government being involved in a woman's uh, uterus and her ovaries. And I don't think the government should be inserted in whether a woman decides to have an abortion or not. I, that, see, you can kind of again, you can kind of play those things against each other. I love freedom so much, but I don't love freedom here. I think the government needs to get involved in this, but not this. So there's there, there's some absolute hypocrisy as the, the clock is ticking down for that great decision. That will be issued by the Supreme Court here in just a matter of days. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. But at some point, I, again, the bodies stack sky high. And I, I don't know at what point is it's a thousand dead. It's two thousand dead. It's 50 I, I dead. A, I'm sorry. I have an argument, but I can't get it out. There's a tickle in my throat. <laughs> tickle in my throat. Oh, ready? Here it is. Ready? One million. One million people, more than one million have died. Way more than a million have died from COVID. Okay, and 
not once during the last two years, in general, have people's attitudes about masks, about the ability for public health measures to have a an effect. Um, and so numbers don't seem to move people, Britt. And if you said that uh, that more children have died in school shootings in 2021 than police officers, you know what people would say? Yeah, so what? That's what the supporters of gun, the, the gun nuts would say, big deal. I don't care about that. They don't care. They don't care. And by the way, that is a an actual fact. It is true. More children died um, uh, than than uh, police officers, not not just in 21. I'm talking about going back a couple of years. It's just, well, I know that for, for the, the statistics, certainly for this year, is that more children have been killed than cops have been shot yeah. in 2022. I have a friend who is a cop. She has a child. It's more dangerous for that kid to go to school statistically than it is for her to do her job. So, I mean, that's a, that's a sobering statistic, but again, it doesn't move the needle. And I don't know if we're looking at a politician or Republican's kid getting killed. Again, we have to look for the celebrity. Is there a celebrity whose child could actually get killed? And they're not going to because they're in private schools and they have all the, the accoutrement. But maybe perhaps in a mass shooting, if there's a child of a celebrity that gets killed, maybe that moves no, the needle. No, a child of a celebrity wouldn't do it. No, it, it doesn't it, work? No, it has to be I don't see uh, it. someone who has the ability to vote and and change the minds of, of their colleagues. We're wrapped a, up in a, the celebrity culture right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're if, wrapped up. Uh, it's huge. Yeah, if um, well, let's pick the most famous athletes in the if LeBron James, Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah, if 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 their something happened to their kids in a school That's right. shooting. That's right. Would that would that mean anything? No, I don't think it would. It's interesting. I mean, I, I certainly don't hope that. I hope we never have to find that out. I don't, but, yeah, don't want that to find out. Don't have but I don't, I, again, I don't see why those people would be any different than anyone else because everybody else is. Yeah, of course, the answer them. is they're not. <laughs> they're not. But, but we, uh, we we do respond when it's uh, uh, somebody famous. All right. Um, glad we solved that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can, we got, if they would just listen to us on this. Hey, yeah. I got I got one for you. I have, can I can I can I have a uh, I have a, a personal note. Oh yes, <laughs> referring back to the last two days on the Brad and Britcast. Uh, this morning, um, I picked up the phone, and this is a real interesting thing because there was a story that I left on the table. Yeah, from yesterday, that we never got to. Okay, and it wasn't a story; it was a column by somebody writing from the uh, point of view to younger people from people that are maybe my age, maybe your age, even um, that making a phone call now apparently is the most frightening thing it's difficult. ever for people. It's difficult. They don't want to talk on the phone. You just forget about it. And the idea of cold calling, if I cold call you, Brit. I'm not trying to sell you anything like a real cold caller, but if I just call you, Britt, without texting you first saying, Hey, I got to tell you something. I'm going to call you. How dare I? Yeah. How dare I? Of course that wouldn't matter. We, we call each other all the time. We don't sure. send texts that we're doing it, but I'm talking about in general, people way younger than us. Um, 
And uh, with that in mind, I went to the uh, local newspaper, page two, that tells you how to uh, get in touch with them because I wanted to cancel my subscription to the newspaper. I got permission. I got permission from Jane, who who loves to look at the paper every day and said, you know what, go ahead and do it. Because keep in mind, here's what's happened. In less than a year, they raised the monthly rate to subscribe to the daily paper, the news and record, from 18 to $25 about mm-hmm. six, seven months ago, now up to $36, okay, another rise. And I said, that's enough. That, that, that's, that's too much, over $400 a year. Um, Meanwhile, and, adding no new content, nothing new. And so, you know, they send you this this email that runs through, oh, local journalism is so important, and we have so many people doing all kinds of things. It's all bullshit. And by the way, we're going to raise this. So how do you cancel a subscription to a newspaper? Because you do everything online, right. right? You can subscribe online. You can pay online. But to cancel the newspaper, you have to make a phone call, which is really clever of them because a lot of people are afraid to make phone calls. They are. I don't you believe that to be true? Sure. If, if a lot of people, if they can just click and cancel, that's easy. Right? Let me that. let me tell you another story. Wait, I'm, I'm not done. Let me finish what uh, happened. But at Planet Fitness, you have to cancel face to face with them at the place. Right. You right. cannot cancel. They same, do. They do same the same idea. Thing. That is the same, same idea. Of course, of course. So I call this morning, and a nice guy answers the phone. And he said, uh, how can I help you? I said, well, I'd like to cancel my subscription. And he says, why would that be? And I said, well, because the price rise is just too much for me. I, uh, I, uh, I, it's, it's just too high right now. And uh, that just seems out of line. So if you can cancel my subscription. It didn't take two seconds right. for him to say, well, how about if we do this? How about if we just leave it at the same rate? Okay. So it's going to stay at twenty four twenty five. So here's what they're doing. Here's Jesus. what they're doing. You know, they have you know eighty thousand people, whatever the number is, and they've made the calculation that first of all, most people will just pay the the higher fee. Then there's another group of people who will bitch about it and do nothing, and then there are other people who want to cancel. Some of whom will not cancel because they're afraid to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there's the other group that doesn't realize, and this is old Clark Howard kind of stuff. When you have a complaint about something, if you call them and threaten to cancel, very often they will negotiate with you. This wasn't even a negotiation. This was wonderful capitulation because clearly they realize it's better to get uh, $300 out of me per year than zero. Right? They, they definitely figured that out. They would like to get 450 they want four fifty a year. Right now they're getting three hundred. I was telling them you're going to get zero. So that they have the plan in place for people that they don't want to lose you. But that doesn't doesn't that piss you off just in principle? I mean, well, I, I guess I guess I could have been a complete schnorr and said no, not good enough. Ten dollars a month, or I or I run. <laughs> I want to go back to eighteen. Let's we're, we're now we're playing the game back to eighteen. And yeah, I, could, I could have played hardball, but but uh, <laughs> uh, but I didn't. But but it wasn't even he didn't even he didn't even pause before 
going right to that script because he has it in front of him on, on what to do, what to say when someone yeah. says that. And I, say it wasn't that. a hostile conversation. It wasn't uh, anything similar to say what I have with you every day. It was oh, very, yeah, no, was very no. friendly. <laughs> He's trying to dismiss the situation as quickly as he possibly can. Yeah, He's absolutely. Trying to once, once, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't, that's fucked up. Do I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand I don't understand their strategy. Obviously, the business model, as it pertains to them, has failed over and over and over again. They're not getting the advertising dough they used to. They're not getting the subscriber revenue they used to. I don't. I don't understand the plan. I don't think they're getting the online revenue. I. I. I, I I'm at a loss for how they their business model actually works. You know, I'm, I really am because it's just it, it's it's complete failure. They've been sold. All of these newspapers have been sold several different times, and this guy takes it over, and this guy takes it over, and then I, that blows my mind. That really blows my mind. I mean, I uh, I don't know. I mean, clearly, they're they're trying to move more towards a subscription revenue based model. I mean, they're they're not going to be Netflix, no. which is a hundred percent subscription based. Which, by the way, now that isn't working for them anymore. Correct. Now they're going to have. Some advertising <laughs> exactly um so if they if, if they play it right then they're going to get more money out of a certain number of people that certain number of people offsets whoever is going to completely throw in the towel without staying at the rate that they are and um it's not a it's, actually it's not a bad idea of what they did why did they try to raise the price because they could because they think they can get away with it. And by the way, remember, a lot of people, they don't even notice how much they're paying for things. You know, that's why there's all these companies, uh, you sign up with them, and they'll run through all of your recurring subscriptions and, and, and help you get rid of the shit that you don't want to. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's got to tell you that, that there are a certain number of people that subscribe to things that uh, they have no clue. It just, it just comes every month. They don't look at their bills. They don't look at the visa bill um or or whatever but anyway i just wanted to to uh, uh let you let you in on that little that little trick and i guess we'll see how long before they try it again uh but hopefully there's a check mark next to my account now which is don't fuck with him yeah don't fuck with him we got him yeah we'll see the uh this is the word out of washington where a top U. A top Biden advisor says the U.S. would still face record high inflation if there hadn't been a two trillion dollars spending package. You'd just be facing it with way higher unemployment. Now, this is coming from top economic advisor Bharat Ramamurthy. I think I'm saying that right. He spoke Thursday in defense of it. He was uh, speaking in front of a large group. Every country in the world is dealing with record high inflation. By and large, what's different is we are attacking it from a position of strength. Brad, would you tell this guy to shut the hell up because America ain't buying it? It's not a question of telling him to shut up. He's correct. I think he's right. Because it's not it's not fair. And forget fair, because fair means nothing. But it's out the window. We, we're on a podcast. We can say this. Right. Um, it's not fair to now say that back when the D word, the D word was being thrown around just like chewing gum. Mm -hmm. and candy depression that we were going to go into a an economic depression because of the closing down of practically the entire american economy nothing was moving no one was going anywhere no one was spending 
any money and 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 people were getting thrown out of work they were starting to lose their jobs everybody in the service industry was fucked every waiter every person who parks cars every every person that they could uh, sacrifice if they didn't need them at the grocery stores but they turned out to be um valuable workers because grocery stores had to stay open you know essential business but uh in in hotels every hotel worker they were all going to get it was going to be the end of the world so there was heavy government spending there just was and everybody thought for the most part yeah we got to do what we have to do to keep our economy from falling off a cliff and guess what it kept our economy from falling off a cliff at the same time there were people that were saying we're going to pay a price for this at some point down the road. But at the same time, even if you knew that and you heard about that, well, better to pay the price later than to uh, uh, have a, an economic depression right now. Um, so in hindsight, what he's saying is sort of technically correct. I think where you missed the mark there, sir, what's his name? Barat Ramamurti, I believe, is the gentleman's name. I, I, I think the, the fair Monday morning quarterback on this is that a year ago, 14 months ago, um, it was obvious that inflation was going to start to kick up. And they kept saying, well, you know, we're trying to get to that 2% inflationary level. We wanted to get, we remember we had like zero inflation. Well, almost a deflation. So let's get to 2%. That's a great, well, we we, we got to two pretty fast. And then they started using this this word transitory. And whatever you see above two, that's not going to last that long because the supply chain is going to get fixed and we're going to get out of the coronavirus problem and life will be good again. We'll get back to economic activity. Everything will be fine. But there were a lot of folks, including Larry Summers, who said, no, 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 that's not going to matter. There's inflation that is now baked into the system because of uh, too much money, too much demand by everybody for everything, too many TVs, too many iPads, too many cars, too many, and, and we can't produce enough of them because of those supply chain issues, which have not been resolved yet. It's really. unique. It's unique. Although I was, at, I was at the Hyundai dealer yesterday just getting a little uh, uh, service on my my car, nothing wrong with it, uh, just a check up there. And I asked, so how's the, how's the supply of cars there? Because when I was buying a car almost a year ago, in fact, I bought my car in August of 2021, which you might argue might have been the worst possible moment, right? I mean, you couldn't get a car. So well, I had to scrap and, and, and fight to get the car that I bought. I bought, mine I, about a, I bought mine about a week before Christmas, and that was a pretty awful time to that buy was, one, yeah, Not much better. No, no, no. <laughs> that was a I, shitty I, time as well. Except the only time worse than that is probably now. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, no, but I asked him, I said, do you have cars to sell? And he said, yeah, we got about 35 new models. We got about 35 new cars last week, which is pretty good. So it's slowly but surely um, coming back. And so the administration is, is uh, back on its heels here. And um, the explanation makes some sense. It leaves out some details. But as we've discussed before, as long as gasoline stays where it is, 
and as long as uh, food prices are where they are, and as long as, and I don't think this has happened yet, housing has not rolled over, people are still willing to pay more money for houses than they were before, even with interest rates that make a payment that was uh, $1,200 a month six months ago. Now that payment is 1800 <laughs> but that hasn't stopped people because they want to get into a house and they're afraid that the $1,200 payment that's now 1800 will be 2600 mm. you know, six months. So that's what inflation does. It, it gets you to buy now and, and, and pay later with cheaper dollars. And that's the insidious part of this. So uh, breaking the back of that is a tough, it's a tough, tough uh, um, diagnosis and it's tough, tough medicine. And uh, I don't think that just raising the general interest rates is what's going to do it unless you're willing to go balls to the wall like uh, the late, great Paul Volcker did in the early 1980s, uh, crossing over from Carter into uh, Reagan. Uh, and they raised the interest rates to numbers that uh, the children of today have no idea how high they were. Weren't you, buying, uh, weren't you buying a house on a credit card, essentially? Wasn't that essentially no, what was happening? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that. I mean, I, I have... I didn't keep all the papers of all of the houses. That we, I, know, I keep every T-shirt, Britt, but I don't have every. <laughs> I, I do have I do have the the uh, mortgage paper from a condo that we bought in in Boston in 1986, which is the house. Remember, um, not 86. Yeah, 86. Um, and there was a housing boom going on, and uh, that interest rate was nine and three quarters. On that, uh, on that condo, nine and three quarters, which yeah. was, by the way, that was not the peak. There were there were higher interest rates than that. People paid, right? Uh, and remember, so it, it early in '86, and then March, or, you know, in uh, uh, October of '87, you had a you had a stock market crash, and and, and things things uh, things settled down. Uh, but well, what that, you're saying makes what well, you're saying. Well, you're saying it makes a lot of sense. Anytime you have an economic recovery, there's going to be a greater demand on goods and services. People put off stuff during like in, in 2021, we had significant economic recovery from the pandemic stuff of 2020. Right. And that's there was it was gangbusters. And that's why the the S what well, the S&P finished the year about 26, 27 percent off. Everybody's rocking and rolling. But then everything, the supply, everything was distorted because people, yeah. people were sitting at home buying yeah. shit. Yeah. And having it delivered to their house by Amazon and, and, and whoever else, the people were buying stuff, but they weren't they weren't going out. They weren't Correct. going to concerts. Correct. They weren't flying. They weren't driving their cars. Uh, they weren't traveling. And um, uh, now things have shifted because how many iPads can you buy? Exactly. I already got I already, and I already got a new TV. Right. I don't need another new TV. Well, um, there's a lot so of now, lot, they can't keep up with the demand. You know, the Chinese can't can't manufacture them because they're still well, dealing well, with their doesn't shit. matter. You can't get them over here anyway. So, yeah, so it's all it's all clogged up. Everything's clogged uh, up. So, you know, and I, I remember just thinking this years ago, I, I would walk into a grocery store for, and I'd look around. I go. Maybe people don't think about it. It's kind of a miracle that you could have a, a place and all the shit gets there and it's always there hmm. and you can kind of always buy it. That's, that's kind of cool. I guess it's because I recall uh, 40 years ago in, in, in college when I spent a few months down in, in, in Mexico and you would go into the stores there and even back then, 
you know, Mexico was not the land of plenty. No. Uh, it was a big difference between them, them and us. Um, and now you do think more about the fact that it's not so simple. And the whole baby formula issue uh, kind of, unfortunately, for Joe Biden and the Democrats, in addition, of course, primarily for the, the mothers and babies and families of America, they're, they're seeing that, uh, no, when you walk into a store, the stuff isn't automatically there. It doesn't arrive um, with some ferry dropping it down into the store. It, it, it's a long, arduous, precision process that most of us never think about and most of us never see. The closest we are to it is if we're driving on an interstate highway and you see all these trucks going by you. What do you think they're doing? They're not just driving around for their health. They're supplying America with everything, mm-hmm. everything. And how many of us ever see a train that has cargo? You know, that they're go moving all that. So that chain of, of competence has now been broken, and that's, I think, largely what feeds inflation. We can't get the right stuff at the right time to the right places. So therefore, prices will rise. I don't think this is the result of people getting raises and having more money and demanding more goods. It's not that. Uh, the mm. raises come secondary. This is, this is not a 1970s wage price spiral like it was then. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if, if, uh, if in six months, which is, you know, that's, that's actually after the election, right? Mm-hmm. We're not that many months away from the election. If, no, we're if not. Things aren't, if things aren't moving in the right direction, downward, um, the Democrats are going to have a near impossible story to tell. And it's not about spinning it. It's not about lying about it. And uh, it's not about even Joe Biden having uh, uh, played all 52 of his empathy cards in the deck. I understand how terrible it is for families. My family, when my dad would come, you know, he'd tell these, he's, he's only got about five stories about that. And, you know, that's been used up. So it's a tough, tough road for the Democrats. So the most hopeful thing that the Democrats have is that Trump injects himself into the process even more. <laughs> it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thin read. To be uh, walking on, to to hope that the the biggest idiot on the other side steps forward and, and <laughs> that's the greatest. Joe Biden's speech tonight. He he insists that Twitter go ahead and reinstate Donald Trump. <laughs> I need him. I need him back in the conversation, please. <laughs> <laughs>